What the uh, f- is wrong with you today? We moved. Huh? We moved. Everything is broken. Nothing is broken. The green is out behind me. Uh, I feel no, it's not. Okay, uh, right now it is, but it's going to change. <laughs> hello, 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 guys! Welcome to the Dead IT Show. I'm Yasmin. This is Vedran, and I'm trying to do an uh, improvisation of the intro. After a two month break of recording. After, after a two month break, we had a break. We had uh, we had see we had fun. We had seasons in the sun. Yes, everything was done that needed to be done on the sun. And I'm rhyming and that's not good. Anyways, uh, today's episode is probably going to be a little bit all over the place because we are talking about customer support. Uh, my direct reason why I wanted to talk about this is because almost all of us use free services. We are using free Viber, we are using free uh, WhatsApp, we are using free Facebook, we are using, probably using free Gmail, because a lot of people that I know are actually paying for some Gmail storage. So Gmail is maybe something that you're not uh, not compl- using completely free. But almost all of those uh, things have one thing in common, and that is that they are trying to avoid direct contact with, uh, with support. And their main reason is because they have, have hundreds of millions of users. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let's roll the intro and then see what's up. Okay. Okay. Before we start, just one uh, thing: like, share, subscribe, and, oh, feel, f- and, and feel free to comment in the comment section. Yes, because, yes, yes, and ring the bell and everything. Uh, yeah, al- although the episode might be all over the place, our comments might be even worse. Uh, for this thing, I would like to uh, I would like to hear the comments because we are uh, in Croatia, as you probably don't know, and uh, the thing is that we have viewers from all over the planet and our viewers that are listening in the states are probably not that much influenced with what we had to say uh, because in our country the one of the biggest problem is that even the post office is not working correctly and some of the things that are normal on that is going to be my topic yes uh, and uh, the thing that uh, is normal in one place is not normal in the other so mm-hmm. I would pretty much like to hear stories from other places because I know that in India and uh, in Greece and in Croatia and in the United States, in France, in Germany, in the uh, UK, um, Ireland and wherever everybody is listening to this, uh, things may or may not look different. Mm-hmm. This is one thing, and depending on the place that where you at, and the, but depending on what. Um, what is uh, this particular uh, particular service doing in your country? Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, some services have headquarters, uh, European headquarters in Germany, some have in Ireland. So those countries tend to be more uh, supported than, uh, than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Croatia, we like to think that we are uh, the end of the world and nobody's supporting us. Uh, we are small, but I know that there are 
much more worst off places in the world that don't have any support at all. Mm -hmm. So let us know in the comments. Okay. Now, where do you want to start? What uh, basically what triggered uh, you for this episode? Is there a particular trigger or has it been a long time coming? It has been a long time coming, but what I wanted to say is that there is no free support. And yet we are using free services. So this means that somebody has to provide you service that is going to be free for you. And they need to pay for the support infrastructure and everything else. So we know that there is no free lunch. We know that the data that we are uh, putting onto the internet or directly to the service that we are talking to. So I don't know, Viber, WhatsApp, whatever. Because Viber and WhatsApp tend to be the most uh, most uh, uh, normal ones or the most um, usual ones when it comes to topics about support. And on the other hand, we are expecting that they are going to support us the same as if we were paying customers. And first thing is they cannot even try to uh, provide enough uh, direct human contact with uh, users. So there is no way for Viber to provide 120 million users with direct human contact. And the second thing is that uh, sometimes you just have a problem that nobody can answer you. Mm -hmm. uh, and my direct reason for, uh, for this episode was that um, a friend of mine was uh, asking me to help him because uh, his kid was moving from one phone to the other mm. uh, and something broke in the WhatsApp application. And then what happened is that he had absolutely no way of fixing the problem. The WhatsApp account was locked. He couldn't contact any support. He couldn't get to anybody. And when he got to the, the person, they said that they cannot do anything because he needs to be logged in through the account that was locked in order to establish that he owns the account. Can I play for your team on that part? I recently uh, also switched phones, went from S20 to S23. Uh, I haven't had such catastrophic experiences with uh, Viber and WhatsApp. My, my experiences with those two were uh, awful in completely different way, which was the whole chat history, all of this, all of the things, all of it was lost. Um, I'm not necessarily very, you know, uh, I don't know how to say this, but I'm not really intrinsically connected to the chat history. It's not about that. It's about the fact that there are some uh, really important information that I had there. And partially I'm to blame because at least for at least one of them, I don't think I've turned on the backup. So it might be me, but for the second one, I know I had it. And, you know, uh, when I when I switched my phone, this was, uh, so Viber and WhatsApp were uh, two of my three or four problems. Yes, and the other thing that I just and want there's to... there's no support for that. You can forget it. Yeah, yes, I know. And the other thing is that uh, it seems that everybody thinks that uh, both Viber and WhatsApp are cloud-based services. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, people actually think or feel that uh, whatever they're doing is getting uploaded to the cloud and that they have a cloud backup of everything that has been done on the chat service. Mm -hmm. And that is completely wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying completely because whatever is in Viber and WhatsApp or whatever, you're basically moving a small database on your phone from phone to phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you are uh, trying to... Uh, get a new device running, you can get the new device running by syncing with the old device because the database needs to get moved. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of the services don't provide the provide you with the ability to work on two different devices. 
you cannot run or you couldn't oh, run a Viber on a tablet. WhatsApp was uh, even worse. Uh, WhatsApp was even worse. You yeah. couldn't run, run both of them on a tablet and a phone at the same time. You couldn't run WhatsApp on two different phones at the same time mm -hmm. uh, if they had, even if they had the same uh, phone number, because that's possible with Multisim. Yes. And Although they're mo most most of the mobile services provider are moving away from that idea. Yes, but uh, for I some reason, because they are trying to sell more, sell more sims. This is the other thing. Because when we, it looks it looks much better if you are uh, selling sims and then saying saying okay, I have uh, 1.3 million customers, and customers are based on, on based on the number of sims that are being sold. Oh, so we are back to the marketing episode. Yes, 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 okay. yes. Back, we, are, we are back to units, and we if, are back if to, I can uh, refund that, they suck. I'm because going most to... of the sims, at least in our country and region, are still plastic ones. Um, but okay, I'm going. I'm going to go with the flow and say that uh, eSIM is the future. Yeah. But uh, and they are supported. They are supported. You can you can get eSIMs from all the all the providers. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing is that uh, it's going to take them probably a couple of years because because before they understand that uh, you should be able to provision yourself an eSIM completely automatically. I think that only one of the providers here uh, actually supports that. Both but both big ones do support eSIMs. I know I recently they support eSIMs, but not uh, self service. Yeah, correct. Uh, you you need to you need to actually go to the physical place in order to get a virtual SIM. So uh, okay, okay. Let's let's not uh, talk about how stupid it is, especially when uh, when you uh, keep into account that I'm not going to name names, but uh, one of those is a virtual operator. Mm -hmm. uh, or um, a low-cost low virtual operator mm -hmm. uh, associated with the big operator, and the customers of that low-cost operator can provision eSIMs uh, directly and mm -hmm. can provision actual SIMs directly. Mm -hmm. You can actually go to the uh, to the uh, any kiosk that sells uh, uh, top-up uh, cards, mm -hmm. and you can buy a SIM and then provision this SIM as part of your uh, account. Mm -hmm. So this is just something that it's 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 a thing that can be done. It should be done, but it wasn't done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, what is what's your pet uh, what's your pet service that provides you pet no support? Pet service. No pet service that provides you not su no support, but exists. Can I start with the local one first? Uh, this is not necessarily going to be something that a lot of our um, listeners and viewers are going to be able to connect with, but I'm sure that you have at least some similar experiences. Because uh, I haven't even told you about this, uh, and you need to hear about it. So I'm, I made a purchase on Amazon some two months ago. Okay. And um, the thing didn't arrive. Okay. Uh, in the Amazon's uh, tracking service, the message from the uh, from the delivery agency, which was our Croatian post, yes, Croatian post office, as always, they they lie about it, as yes. we know said that I that they were unable to deliver it. And uh, when I noticed that message, I wrote them uh, a, an email okay. using their support contract uh, contacts for that specific service. Yes. So I did everything by the book. I received a, a reply from that service last week, which is seven and a half weeks later. Actually, you need to hear about the rest of the situation, which is uh, they didn't, didn't even apologize for that. They actually said, yeah, but this is our answer and we're going to send you a written explanation of what happened. I'm giving crap what happened. I want my, my shipment. Uh... So this is uh, something that's 
along the lines of what used to happen with some of the cloud services years ago? The problem with the, especially with the post office, is that uh, people underestimate that there are two things that are more or less required in order to have a normal functioning uh, developing country. One thing is the post office, and this is what the United States uh, realized in the 19th century mm -hmm. when they when they actually created post offices. In probably the first thing that was created was the. Uh, train stop mm -hmm. and, and then, then they create the post office, post office yeah. because they wanted to be able to deliver goods mm -hmm. because you need to be able to deliver goods reliably on time <laughs> and the other thing that uh, needs to be reliable is the power mm -hmm. so if you have electricity and reliable delivery in today's mm -hmm. world you can get everything and this is one of those things that people take for granted this thing that the post office should be just selling uh, stamps and not doing anything and then this is what happens with the post office. Uh, our creation post office is special. Um, we are not using that term to kindly describe them. I'm just going way. to say that uh, all my interactions with the post office were either me trying to understand why my package arrived in Zagreb. So the sorting place is in Zagreb, the capital of Croatia. We live in Zagreb, the capital of Croatia. Uh, usually it takes a, a post a package probably 48 to 72 hours to arrive from anywhere within EU to Zagreb. Mm -hmm. And then it takes five to six days to uh, for, for Zagreb delivery to uh, finish this, the last part of it. That's last five miles. Last miles. Mile. Last mile, basically. Uh, my uh, parcels got stolen uh, and explicitly stolen because mm -hmm. I had the tracking number and I know when they were stolen because I got the actual number in the post office and they said that uh, what uh, what I'm talking about, uh, they don't care if even if I have the number because they can see that nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of those things that provides you support that is not a support. The, the second part of my story is related to the their um, packet service. We have those packet machines all over the place now in Zagreb and you can yes. redirect your shipments to them. Or they are going That's, to do it? Yeah. They, yeah. But, uh, you, you know, you get the message on Viber or, or via email, click on the link, redirect that to a package machine place, and you usually wait for a week for that to get there. So basically what we have is, uh, for all the uh, listeners who have this, it's an Amazon locker, mm. but dysfunctional. Yes. So basically it, it adds uh, two to three days to your delivery time. And then this means that your delivery time can be as, as long More as like 10 a week. days and 10 days. Uh, it, it depends. It depends. No, for me, you, it's if, actually an average. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you're going to get uh, two days added to your delivery time. And your delivery time is usually something like four or five days. So it's going to be seven or eight days uh, before you. Yeah. Get. If, if Amazon sends me something with any other shipping service, it is always going to arrive much sooner. Uh, and this is one of those things that I also wanted to uh, talk about. We are mm -hmm. not right now still talking about uh, support. We are talking about delivery. But it is amazing that sometimes... Uh, I mean, po post office, what support? They don't have support, obviously, because they, they take seven weeks to answer. Yes, but the other thing is that sometimes... And you, and you don't want to call them because you know what the call center looks like. You call them and then you listen to the IVR music for the next hour. Is it good music, can you? No, but uh, you can, you can uh, if you want to watch that scene, just come to our company's offices roughly around 10 a.m. and go to, go to our main desk. 
in the lobby because that's what usually our colleagues do there. They, they usually call uh, the post, of, post office in the morning and almost always without any exception every single day from 10 to 11 they you know one hour of listening to that stupid melody i'm just going to suggest something i think that we know a guy who is doing the networking for the post office so probably we can influence some some people's there but let's not talk about this in public <laughs> that's not anyway yeah, that's not the solution to the problem yeah uh but the problem is that the problem actually does not exist uh the problem is completely created by, by, by the post office Yes. Uh, the biggest problem that we have is that uh, Amazon thinks that they're delivering the goods on time. Yeah. They don't understand that. Uh, I wouldn't call them lies. So uh, almost would. everything, almost everything um, uh, about delivery when the package comes into Croatia is uh, fiction. Yes. I wouldn't call it lies because they are not just lying. They're just completely making up things. Mm -hmm. So they're saying that delivery uh, tried without having yes, uh, ever getting Yes, first it's delivery tried, then they said that uh, they couldn't read my address, and then they said that nobody was home. Boom, yeah, yeah. Then they said that the delivery address does not exist, and then they delivered it yeah. to address that does, does not exist. Yeah. So it's basically just uh, ping pong. It's just probably. I think it's an SQL trigger <laughs> that actually uh, when the uh, when the package first arrives in Croatia, uh, basically makes up an error message in order to make Amazon happy because they have tried. Yeah, I have uh, I have a, a special pet peeve about one of the situations. I'm sure you ended up in those as well. When you get the message that the package has been loaded to the delivery truck. Yes. And then you get it in three or four days. Yes. This is my favorite part. Uh, but uh, you know what the difference is between the services that are delivering on time and the uh, services that are not? Yeah, me pissed off versus me not pissed off. But no, the guys who are delivering on time are paid uh, base salary and then uh, the rest of the salary depend, depends, depends on the number of packages they deliver. And the people who are not delivering the packages are basically based uh, on a paid base, uh, base salary. If I can, when well, I shouldn't, but I still will, I have a very, very, very good delivery guy for UPS. Yes. I've been actually, we've become friends over the years because he's been in charge of my area for four or five years now. And he does the job that deliver that delivery services should do. He calls me in the morning to yes. tell me the package is in my truck. He asks me if I'm home. If I'm not, then he asks me if he can leave that the package somewhere else at my mother's apartment or some or in the local pub or something. And if none of those options work, he asks me uh, if I want the package to be left in the UPS office or do the, do I want for the delivery to be tried on another day. Uh, actually, and this is how it should be done. Actually, uh, the, uh, when I'm buying from Amazon business, all of the things that I said do not apply. Uh, more than half of the packages that I get from Amazon business get delivered by Croatian Post. They're always on time. Uh, and there this, is a big difference. Yes, and this is also one of those things because the problem is the money. Uh, you are not paying for the same service, so the post office doesn't provide the service. But Yet, from the perspective of a normal human being, I am. Yes, 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 from any perspective. Uh, do you remember during the summer you were somewhere and you asked me to get uh, some package from you, for you? Two packages. No, you asked me for one package. Mm -hmm. and, I got, oh, yeah. and I got two packages because the guy from the post office says, okay, this is for the same guy, do you want to, uh, do you want to take it? And I didn't deliver the package. Uh, you uh, rerouted the package to my address. Mm -hmm. And the guy called me and actual package wasn't delivered at your address. 
it wasn't delivered at my address. I had to find the guy somewhere in the yeah, city. Yeah, you were tra tracking him all yes, over. Yes, I was tracking him all over the place. And then I found him and I had to wait uh, near his truck to get the package. And then I got one package extra. So because he couldn't care less about who is giving, who is giving the packages that to. That was, uh, and I had a, li a live tracking session of that and uh, a live, like, uh, you know, camera view and everything. It was a cat and mouse game that yes, I because it, really uh, and, enjoyed. And everything was happening at 8 o'clock in the morning because I, I knew that if I uh, let him uh, sleep, you are not going to get your packages in the five days or so. Yeah, and something from the from those packages was actually for you. Yes, okay, but I <laughs> I, I didn't care. The, the thing was that uh, I knew that uh, if I didn't get the packages, they are not going to get delivered. But you know, let's let's no, 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 just one more thing. Do you know what I started doing? And hence the reason why I have this T-shirt now and some others that I bought for, for both you and me. I started rerouting or uh, I started asking Amazon deliveries as a private yes. person to our workplace. Yes, everything that, that, works yes, fine. yes, 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 it always works. It's because manipulative, they, but it works. Yes, the problem is that they don't... Uh, the reason why they cannot lie is that they know that this place is open 24-7. So they cannot say that nobody was there. Yeah. Because there is a person there always yeah, in yeah, the front yeah. office. It's not, no, it's not 24-7, but uh, Monday, Friday, up Yes, but they don't know that. But yeah, they, don't, they don't, know don't know that. that. Yeah, that's correct. That's good. Good shout. Okay. Stop. Uh, let's stop with the post office. Let's because... stop with the post office. Let's go with the... So, uh, the... Let's move to the uh, things that actually made me, uh, surprised me. So let's... Positively? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the things that I actually uh, didn't know were possible. Uh, support on Google. Oh, uh, you want to talk about that? Okay. Yes, I want we to talk about to that because support on Google cool. is, a, is, is, a, is a different beast. Mm -hmm. If you are not paying for the Google account, so you are not a paid customer, you are going to get what they call a uh, best effort. Okay. And Google's best effort is awful. Uh, Google's best effort basically means whatever. Uh, post to the, uh, uh, for some things, there is an actual support forum. You, uh, they say that for a given thing, uh, you can post on the support forum and somebody mm -hmm. from Google is going to sometime read this to support forum every two weeks or so, and then try to sort out the problems. Mm -hmm. So if you have a, if you have a non-paid account or free account or something, uh, what is going to happen is that you are going to get your uh, support from the forum and this is going to take weeks. Mm -hmm. But when you start paying for any of the services, uh, they have an amazing support. So even if you pay the lowest possible price, it's something like, I don't know, $3 or so for the lowest possible tier of storage, because I have a grandfathered uh, account when the storage was something like 100 uh, gigabytes or so. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing is that once you start, start paying, suddenly you are able to call them and you are able to, uh, able to directly chat to them. And they solve problems in minutes. Okay, uh, so this is where our experience is different because I was uninformed. Yes. So there's always something to learn. So. Let me clarify what happened with me. I had many instances at, in which I contacted Google Ads team in the past as well, not only in the past nine months since we started doing this podcast, and I was never too happy with their support. Reason being that most of the support was done via email because you know there are various degrees of, uh, let's say, insanity that all of the uh, services providing companies uh, go to so that you don't have to talk to an actual person, you know that for a fact. IVR this, email that, uh, email to second region, that, chat all agent, those, chat agent, chat agent whatever. Chat yeah, then agent. Uh, the next uh, next stop is, is going to be just like that guy in India who fired the support staff 
So next next stop is, is going to be chat GPT like service that's going to answer to first level support, blah, blah, blah. That's not the solution to the problem, but okay. Uh, so I had experiences in which uh, I contacted the Google, Google Ad, uh, Ads team and it took them anything from two to four days to answer. So my problem is that I was uninformed that there actually there's actually uh, a, a capability to do a chat with them, which I really didn't know. So I will reserve the judgment until I try that next time. Uh, this is true for workspaces. This is true for uh, mail. This is true for most of the services, mm -hmm. but for a fact, I know that YouTube has probably the worst support when it comes to Google land. Okay. Uh, I know creators who, uh, by listening to them, I know that they got their uh, accounts uh, blocked, uh, taken away. Uh, there was Can the it... famous. There was the famous thing when uh, CGP Grey, who is pretty known on the in the YouTube world got his account uh, disabled because they accused him of copying a content from CGP Grey on the CGP Grey account. Can I say something? Yes. Please, please. This is incredibly unfunny. Yes. Do you know why we have a channel strike? We have one strike. We have, we've had it for months. Okay. So it's still here. Channel violation, active community guidelines strike. We still have it. And we got it somewhere in February or March. Yes. Do you know why? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was something completely stupid, but uh, I don't remember why. It was because our colleague, yes, our okay colleague, colleague did a installation video for uh, for WinRAR. Ah, yes, WinRAR. Yes, because I don't know WinRAR is probably owned by somebody from Russia or something, and they striked that, and I complained, and nobody wanted to talk to me. They just left the the community strike there. Uh, I mean, it was a video of a person clicking on a installation file for WinRAR. Next, 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 finish. It was just uh, for fun because one of, one, one of our, uh, one of our uh, listeners was uh, um, joking about that we should do a video like that and, and some of our students. So for one, I think that this is uh, going to get to, uh, pretty close to be receiving a second strike here because we are mentioning the aforementioned application. I didn't insult and, anybody. And the problem is that uh, it's uh, with all the platforms, with Twitter or X, sorry, X, mm -hmm. Uh, but X is not a problem anymore because you can do pretty much anything on X. This is this is just whatever, whatever, whenever. Uh, can I show you? What the hell is X? Um, it's just it's just Elmo's Elmo's uh, pet peeve right now. He's uh, he's trying to do the cyber truck and he's trying to do the X. Uh, I don't know which is worse, but I'll receive <laughs> my judgment for the for later. Uh, I think the idea of, uh, to go with a tangent, the idea of a truck being made entirely out of stainless steel is good. The idea of the steel being completely unprotected and uh, polished to a high gloss is completely stupid for whatever reasons, uh, if any, anybody who has ever, or ever uh, owned a, a piece of steel uh, knows. So I'm going to say this, uh, the X has a problem with the content and the reason why they have a problem with the content is because they, they don't have any content moderation. Uh, oh really? That's the They're problem. claiming the content moderation, uh, but I'm not going to go into any details, but you can buy, you can basically see almost anything on X now. It, it didn't used to be like this. Okay. Uh, Facebook 
uh, YouTube they are trying to do the they are trying to do the content moderation, but mm. the moderation is done by people and by automatical uh, algorithms. Mm-hmm. Just like YouTube. I couldn't say which is worse. Okay. Because the algorithms don't understand the context, and sometimes the humans uh, also don't. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that cultures differ. Uh, sarcasm is something that some people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things are things that people are joking about, and it is going to get for some. Uh, for, uh, for example, there is a famous joke that I'm not going to quote here. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to get cancelled? Yes, uh, <laughs> that was uh, done by a, com- a comedian in the uh, United States and he's actually uh, able to get away with a complete joke mm-hmm. that is going to get it automatically banned uh, if you do it uh, right now on, the, on YouTube. Okay. So he has the video on the video up and uh, his joke is going to get you automatically banned. And this is some of those things that are not, that are not normal, I think. But mm-hmm. let's go back to support because the support is what, what is the problem is. People are used to paying for a service, I don't know, water, heating, uh, gas, uh, delivery, uh, trash. trash, whatever. They're used to getting some support mm-hmm. and they are used to talking to people. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, we stepped into the world where you have your phone, your phone is full of applications that you have a zero control over mm-hmm. because they get uh, self-updated so you cannot stop any change happening in the application. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are cloud-based mm-hmm. when it uh, works for them. They are not cloud-based when it doesn't work for them. So for example, WhatsApp is going to be cloud-based as, as far as everything else other than your messages. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have no support for this. Mm-hmm. How to change this? I leave you speechless. That's the first. No, it's it's uh, it's an algorithmic problem. My brain doesn't function the way in which those services offer support, because uh, from the perspective of all of the services that we are using, I'm just a user, just like you, just like everybody else. I completely understand that there is a difference between using a, a free service and the service that you are paying for. That's completely okay. So you should get let's say faster or better support if you are paying for the service. So I I have zero problems with that. But there are still so many different ways in which various types of services and especially automated services and especially paying services that are automated can make your life a living hell. And I have a very recent experience, semi-experience with that with some of the things that I did yesterday and the day before that I want to talk about. So this is my second reason why uh, I have a problem with lack of support. Uh, and this support is actually semi-good. So let's let's say that we are on the way to better support levels. I just uh, did uh, a, uh, we I re-signed our college for a academic program by one of the vendors. Filled in the information, you know, add to Add to the basket, blah blah blah. Name, surname, vet ID, blah blah. All of the information and all that were that was asked. I had to do it twice because I was buying two different parts of the academic program. One of one was for education, one was for licenses for our students. Did everything by the book. Uh, five minutes later, I get the first invoice. Ten minutes later, I get the sec- second invoice. Half of the freaking details that need to be there are missing. 
Okay. Okay. For, for example, we as a customer in in the part of the invoice where our data is, there is no address, and on the part of the source, which we buy this bought the service from, uh, there is no VAT ID. Okay. I, I I struggle to understand how that kind of invoice can even be uh, you know made, but that's a topic for another day. Okay. Uh, because that's uh, basically in Croatia doing something like that is is against the law. Yes, it's, it's, it's against like the law, that. but uh, some uh, countries, especially the states, yeah, they have uh, a different tend line. to treat tend to treat invoices as just pieces of paper and because because they don't care that's, and, that's and they don't they don't understand the problems that we have mm-hmm. because uh, in the company we cannot if you are buying something from the company as a person who is responsible for some part part of the acquisition you cannot. Uh, get your invoice paid unless the invoice actually sticks to the creation law, which is normal. Yes. And sometimes... I mean, that pushes us to do invoicing and shit like that uh, as a part of our work, which we shouldn't do, but Yes, still. but the other thing is that you cannot, sometimes you cannot get the in, in actual invoice that you need. Yeah, and actually, uh, uh, this is what would have happened uh, if I didn't have the prior experience of doing this three or four years in a row, so I know who to contact. But that's the difference. Exactly uh, the difference that you have with Google against, uh, uh, let's say, against me. You had the experience of doing that. It's just like uh, the, the fact that I knew what to do here. But normal human beings shouldn't be put through that at all because there are rules and these rules exist for a reason. And I don't care that they don't know because if they uh, are selling the service to our country, there is no discussion that they should abide by the law. Yes, and the other thing is that uh, the way of handling, uh, from the customer's perspective, the way of handling particular service shouldn't be uh, a, a thing that is going to be uh, given as an advice between uh, customers. It should mm-hmm. be written somewhere. Yeah. And do you think that, I don't? I know that you don't like mommy state or uh, father state. Do you think that uh, it's time for a EU directive that um, forces the people who provided the service to provide you with the support? Yes. Okay. Absolutely, yes. And uh, I know what, what you're going to say when we go offline about this, but yes, I'm all for that. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm happy with you because you're, go, you're uh, coming to the, uh, the right side of the things. But uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think that uh, over-regulation is one thing, but regulation needs to exist. No, I'm, I'm completely for regulation when it makes sense. This okay. makes sense. You are the regulator. How do you define the service? The only way in which you're going to do this is through a combination of punishment and standardized service that everybody needs to hook up to. That's the only oh, way. Okay, but uh, Viber says we are providing free service uh, as is. We are not going to provide any support. What then? Do you stop the? Are you provi- talking about a paid service or a free service? This is this is the exact thing because people are used to uh, getting the service for free. Yeah, I'm completely on the side of the service providers when they're providing something for free. Agreed. Because they don't want to spend any more money. I thought that you're talking about a commercial service. Yes, so, okay. But, okay. but at the same time, this is a kind of commercial service because some people depend on it. Do we uh, create a new kind of service definition that mm. we're going to call uh, service without any obligations? So basically, we are going to create uh, companies that are going to be able to do whatever they want to and they are going to uh, be disobedient to the law mm-hmm. and 
they're going to uh, for uh, they're going to have to uh, say it somewhere on their pages and whatever but they're going to be completely outside of the normal law and then have companies that are going to abide with the law and then we are going to say okay these are the good companies and the other companies are bad so the consumer knows that he's dealing with the bad company or the company without support or should we just push for all the companies to have the support available for the users because you cannot make a, a commercial entity uh, create support uh, other than th that that they can afford for a thing that they are paying for. Okay. I know that they are selling your data. Yeah, yeah, okay. But you cannot put a price on the data. You cannot the say that if you are using your uh, Gmail account for, I don't know, uh, 100 mail email messages per day, this is going to be enough data for Google to pay for you. There is a fundamental difference between the way in which we do things now and how they used to be done in the past. We know that. I have absolutely nothing against the progress. If it's the progress, but not bullshitting in the name of progress. That's completely different category. So the first thing that we would need to do is start being aware of the fact that there are many, 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 and then many, many, many other things that need to be changed or changed on the law side for this. Because uh, again, I am a very firm believer in, you know, free market capitalism and all of that, but I'm also for the rules. And yes, I'm you also, said that five minutes ago. Yeah, and I'm also for strict, uh, strictly abiding by the rules because that creates, um, how should I put this, certainty uh, about the quality of something that you do. That's much more those types of things. When when that, that's why standards exist. That's why they, they exist. So, uh, I have a lot of problems with. In, I'm not now talking in general. I'm not talking about a specific service that we mentioned today. I have a very big problem with the fact that uh, those all of the companies are selling our data and whatnot. Okay, but we uh, first thing that we did, or first that, uh, that uh, Europeans did, is that they created GDPR as a framework to stop uh, things, things from happening. And this is completely fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but they are not addressing the part uh, that all the users have a problem with right now. And this is the, the support part. Mm -hmm. Because people are, uh, they started to depend on services that are free. Mm -hmm. you, uh, okay, uh, for, uh, for example, uh, even in most backward countries, I'm not going to name any names because I don't want to insult anybody because uh, from, we'll uh, be from, from, from a technical perspective, we were on the, this list 30 years ago. We are still. Um, in, I'm going to talk about telecommunications. So we were... Uh, near the bottom and then we suddenly got to the top because we were small enough to get uh, major players into on our market mm -hmm. and uh, at the same time big enough uh, for them to be able to experiment with us mm -hmm. so there was a there was a point in time in the late 90s uh, early 2000s uh, when we actually got uh, things First in Europe or second in Europe uh, when it came to some of the technologies, mm -hmm. 3G, 4G, and so on. Yeah, because ATM we, and yes, some other stuff. because we were small enough that they could afford to um, do whatever they wanted to uh, with a minor expense, and then test on actual uh, on actual uh, users. And I'm not talking about this because at that point in time you were paying for the service. Mm -hmm. People got used to normal communication. Mm -hmm. Now, communication through Skype, uh, WhatsApp, Viber, 
Uh, X is going Skype to... doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 a thing you can call me on Skype. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, Teams, mm -hmm. we're going to get Teams as a separate, uh, as separate ent yeah. entity. Entity is going to become an entity because uh, I you. think that Teams yeah. is Teams is going to become sentient. Uh, so <laughs> so it's going to AI sentient. Yes, it's going to uh, you're going to call it not Cortana but Teams. Oh Lord! Hey Teams, uh, call weather for me. Just when we got rid of Cortana, you mentioned that thing again. I can I can imagine uh, I can imagine world where I can say, "Hey, teams, call veteran for me. Hmm. Uh, create a meeting for us in ten minutes." <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. joking aside, uh, all the different services I think that uh, the people are depending on. Mm -hmm. uh, people are depending on Zoom. You can actually get support from Zoom. Yes, because you need to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, people are depending on WhatsApp a lot. You cannot get decent support for them. You can get some kind of support, but it depends. Okay. If it's too complicated for them to solve it, they're not going to do it. Viber is the same. Mm -hmm. uh, Facebook is completely off the charts. Uh, you are not paying for anything. You cannot pay for everything. Anything. So if, for example, your account gets hijacked. Mm -hmm. you we have, no have a colleague in our company who had his account hijacked five years ago still yes. didn't get it yes back. yes yes i know yes i know i know uh, i had uh, i had the same problem uh, there is a friend of mine who has the same problem he just gave up mm -hmm. he was trying to do something for three months uh, he provided me documents with everything else and what is actually interesting is that uh, the actual documents that he provided contain the same information that he has on his profile photo right now on the hijacked account <laughs> So he actually used the same photo and they said, okay, but how do we know that it's you? Mm -hmm. And he was providing the government ID. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, you know that uh, uh, trying to uh, make fake IDs uh, is uh, against, against the, the law. law. Mm -hmm. They said, okay, we don't care. You can always make the fake ID. Yeah, they're so, right. So they're right, but they are being pricks. I think that the problem is that they don't have anybody about them. They can, mm. they can, uh, they are so big or they think that they are so big that they can make their Untouchable. own law mm. or they can uh, do a switcheroo and try to play that uh, they are abiding by whatever. whatever country's law that they are currently in and they are not obliged to provide, uh, to, to abide by the creation law. And when they say, okay, but this law also uh, applies to this country, they say, okay, we forgot we are not in this country, we are in this other country that is somewhere in I don't know, East Asia, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they can, they can always go, uh, go against the law and they can only, uh, always try to do this. So how do we solve this problem? Combination of laws, punishments, teaching new best practices. I don't know. Do you have any ideas for free uh, services? You just cannot guarantee it for the, for the, uh, pub, um, commercial ones. You have to have support. I don't care what the company, uh, what the cost for that for a company is. Nobody cares. But what I would say is that I would say that there is no uh, no uh, non-commercial service. I would say that we've grown accustomed to thinking that uh, I th I free think... services are commercial services as well. But they are commercial services because they couldn't afford uh, the infrastructure to provide them if they didn't have any income. So okay. they are creating some sort of income out of you. The the thing that you are not paying with is the money, mm -hmm. but you are providing them some information, data, whatever, that enables them to function. So I think that they should be classified as commercial services. This is first thing. And the second thing is that they should be obliged to 
follow and uh, uh, follow the rule of law that is the same for other commercial services just because they are just simply using different uh, stream of income but they are not different from any other commercial service can i offer one more outrageous advice yes i think most of these super big companies should be broken in smaller parts that's the start of discussion of monopoly etc i know uh, but i think that the idea the the things that we kind of encountered in the past 10 to 15 years you know too big to fail banks to be companies to fail whatnot and this is speaking from a free market capitalism way i i think that having the uh, companies that are too big uh, is a detriment to the quality of the service in vast majority of the use cases but uh, you can pick pick whatever company you want to from uh, your previous rent about that i i will stand by that by that st statement for them I'm going to just say that uh, this seems completely normal for me because monopolies always create problems. And as soon as the company is too big to fail, uh, quotation marks, mm -hmm. it is usually too big to fail because it, it has become a de facto monopoly. Mm -hmm. It is amazing how some companies uh, fail to uh, create uh, monopolies when they actually can. Uh, hint, hint, uh, some of the companies that fail to uh, monetize the video communication market during the COVID era. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, it's amazing how some of them completely missed the ball. It's amazing how some of them grew overnight and f fall f fell from their heights and now are uh, being dragged by the mud by their own stupidity like Zoom. Yes, yes, it's also, also this. But the thing is that uh, you seem to have a s pretty rigid idea of a free market. Um, the thing that I said? Yes. I know you didn't expect that, and I said it's outrageous, but no, I still no, stand no. by it. It's, it's not no, no, outrageous. This is, this is a, I think that if you stick to the, uh, the idea of just normal free flow, free, free flow capitalism, I think that what I said makes sense. But this is the problem with every, every uh, idea that we have come as uh, humanity uh, on how the thing that we live on should be run. Mm -hmm. We have uh, tried uh, socialism, communism, capitalism, uh, cap uh, uh, feudalism, whatever. And it seems that the only problem with all of those, uh, all of those uh, social uh, structures, constructs or structures is the people. Somehow, they are, yes. somehow they are not behaving like they should be behaving by the structure. Look around you, every single problem that exists almost any all of the problems that exist are there because people made them i, I got the you saw the citation from the the quote from the from the twitter uh, today that we should go from serverless to clientless yeah that, that's so, awesome yes yeah, so i think this is one of those things so the, the users are the problem yes of course because we're too stupid okay but then the country the, the country the Company. state the state mm -hmm. should dictate some sort of a minimal level of support for every company okay correct yeah the, the, the legal how framework. much how much is uh how much is minimal you you have no idea i have an idea you do okay i think that you should you should be able to uh report to a separate authority when a company is actually actively breaking the law for example with invoices so there should be a structure somewhere in the eu uh croatia whatever uh, probably in the eu that I can report an invoice to and say, okay, I asked for an invoice. This invoice does not conform to my law. 
I have no idea how to talk to whatever company I'm dealing with. Can you sort these things out? And then make companies create uh, direct connections to this particular uh, service that is going to be provided to us. That's because, what I said, centralized service, API, because something. Because yeah. EU actually provides you with some services. For we example, have a service for that. I could report this to our taxation service, but probably what would happen is that they would charge me with something and make me pay a fine, although I, I was not to blame. Yes, but uh, for some things like uh, planned obsolescence or um, material defects on the or material defects on the uh, products, you actually have a brokering service in the EU mm -hmm. that is going to do the work for you. Yeah. But only and only if you are a, a private person. Mm, excellent. Because they are not applied, the, the, the uh, defects, the, the, the uh, manufacturing defects law doesn't apply to uh, businesses. There is a reason for this. Mm -hmm. Because they are, trying to, they are trying to protect the customer. They're not trying to protect these businesses mm -hmm. because they want to uh, try to actually say, okay, uh, it can happen that uh, you, you need to deal with uh, this stuff in your business. Mm -hmm. It can happen that something is... Uh, the, uh, in defect, so you cannot just exchange this. So there is such a framework with the different other things. Should we just uh, stretch this framework? Copy paste. Stretch this framework to incorporate uh, support and set the limits. For example, if I send an email and nobody's uh, answering for two days, can I just contact the uh, somebody party? and tell 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 them that nobody's answering? That they're not talking to me. They're not talking to me. Can we just help? So basically, yeah, I want basically, to I want to tell on tell, tell on companies. I want to tell on companies. Yeah, he wants to be a complainer. That's what he is. Yes, but everybody needs to be a complainer sometimes. Correct. You need to have some sort of recourse uh, against the companies because otherwise they're going to ignore you, and yep. they're ignoring you. Actually, yeah, yeah. I have a couple of really, really positive examples from uh, in the past couple of months about this. If I, I can, have, if I can share, I'm going to just say that. I have amazing, amazing experiences with some companies. Yeah, I'm, let me start first. Okay. You can you can continue down the path. Uh, for example, Amazon. Usually, I, yes. If if it doesn't evolve uh, creation post, yes. Okay. Uh, specifically, uh, I'm talking about uh, Amazon business again. I had two or three encounters with uh, their support in the past three or four or five months. Uh, every single time, okay, uh, it, it was three, three times. Two out of these three times, I got a support call, phone call, in less than an hour. Yes. Uh, and the third time, the, the problem was solved even without uh, having to do a phone call. And actually, the third one uh, included a situation in, in which I paid for a, uh, a device that we wanted to use, and it wasn't shipped to me for the next three or four weeks while being available, so being in stock. Yes, and I, just, I remember this because I had the same problem and then I told you how to fix it. Yeah, yeah. and I contacted support. Uh, a very, very uh, pleasant guy from UK called me. It, actually, he called me on Saturday, uh, which, which was even more amazing. Asked me what I want to do. I, I wanted to cancel the, cancel the order. He also noticed that I have another ticket outstanding, which included uh, another item. And basically, at the end, he canceled the item for me, although it took him a couple of days because it was some kind of complication. I couldn't cancel it, and I tried. That's another pet peeve that I have. Not being able to cancel an order that's being back-ordered for a while because of some kind of a software system or whatever error. Don't get me started. 
And basically, uh, at the end of all of that, I also got a free shipping. So he basically uh, returned the shipping costs for me as a, you know, let's say. Uh, but this is the, this is the other thing. And this, is the, this is the thing that uh, our post did for you. So basically, the idea is this. Uh, I don't know if any of you, please, uh, in the comments, uh, if any of you had the same problem. So basically, you go to, a, uh, you go to an Amazon shop. You order something, you see that it is uh, right now available for shipping. You order something with regular shipping because you don't want to pay, I don't know. Regular shipping is something like 7 or 10, 10 euros. Uh, uh, other shipping uh, services are 25, 30, 35, whatever euros. And you're buying something that is, let's say that you're buying something that's going to cost you 30 euros. So mm -hmm. basically 30 euros for the uh, item, 10 euros for the delivery. You order it you wait for a month. It mm -hmm. doesn't get uh, shipped. You contact Amazon support. Amazon support tells you that they're going to look into it. Then they call you and tell you that they are unable to ship from this particular uh, uh, location oh, I know where to creation. Mm -hmm. You say, okay, what can I do? I want, I actually need this particular uh, item. They say, you cannot do, not get to do anything. You can just cancel. I tell them, okay, can you just cancel it for me? Yes. Okay. They cancel it. I go to the, uh, to the, sorry, I didn't tell them to cancel. I just said, I was going to, I'm going to just uh, see what I can do. I went to the particular item in my uh, basket mm -hmm. and there is a button that says uh, upgrade shipping. It says what? Upgrade shipping. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can I know. upgrade I know. the shipping price. I know. I upgraded my shipping to 30 euros and suddenly they were able to ship uh, the same day. Yes, because the- Because this, this, this made them switch from creation post to some, to, to some other delivery or company. DHL, I, I think yeah. it was some uh, DPD or whatever, but it was the other delivery company. And the reason is because they have so many problems with creation posts that they are trying to actually avoid it. Actually, there's, and, there's and then another. I, then I complained to the, Amazon, uh, to the Amazon guys again, and I said, yesterday you told me this is not available. Right now it's getting delivered because it, is, it became available as soon as I did the, the, shipping post, uh, the shipping costs. Are you actually trying to make me pay more for my shipping? Mm -hmm. And then they uh, completely reimbursed for the shipping costs. So I got the free shipping on this particular actually, item. And a, it works. There is another reason why this happens. I don't know if I discussed this with you, but no. I, had, I had a same experience. And I had a discussion again on the phone with a very, very cool uh, guy working at Amazon Support. Uh, this was when I was buying my Mac Mini. Yes, because it was stuck in. Uh, I paid for it, and it was stuck in the uh, order. You know, ordered, whatever, for three weeks, and I contacted support to check what's happening because it was uh, available all the time. And a guy called me and told me the reason why why we cannot ship this to you is because you took the option of the cheaper shipping, which means we have to use the Croatian post. And the reason why we cannot send you through that is not because of trust issues or problems. It is because of the handling of certain types of devices that contain whatever, lead, something, whatnot, cannot be done by the Croatian post. You have to upgrade to the more expensive one because DPD, DHL, UPS, whatever, they do have compliance to the standard that uh, allows them to ship the things that have that sort of metal or whatever it was in. And that, that's actually a very reasonable explanation. Yes, but... Uh, but the unreasonable part is that I, was, that I was even offered the cheaper. 
the uh, yes, they option. should they should explain to you that you cannot use this particular option because this option does not provide with whatever. And there's actually another thing uh, while we're on the Amazon subject because I've been commending them so far. Pat on the back, good job, Amazon business. There's one thing that pisses me off to no end, both both as a business customer and as a uh, private person. When you uh, put your th the things in your basket in Amazon basket. Yes, they can change uh, the price. No, no, that's okay because of the taxation and everything. Just wait for a second or oh. pricing across certain uh, regions and countries and whatnot. Not okay or by the book, by our law, but whatever. I'm not going getting into this. It's actually related, uh, related to something else. By default, did you notice that they always or almost always select the more expensive shipping option? Yes. This pisses me off to no end. And the part that pisses me off even more, when you go to your order, you go top to bottom, uh, the part for the shipping is actually way lower on the screen. And you have to be acutely aware of the fact that the pre-selected option is the more expensive one. I became aware of this because uh, in, uh, when I was doing an order, I, I noticed that an order is, I don't know, 250 euros. And then the, the shipping costs were 90 euros. I was like, what? And then I scrolled down and noticed that they pre-selected the more expensive option. But I don't know if this is pre-selected because they want to get your money out of you, or is it selected because they uh, have uh, worst experience with the post office available. So they're actually just trying to mitigate the problem with the, uh, a lot of shipments being lost. It's not that. And they are not paying any attention to how much money they are trying to uh, get out of you. I made- Because in, sorry, in the States, Usually the difference between different shipping companies is minuscule. Mm -hmm. And if you are, don't want to ship by, I don't know, UPS, you want to ship by DHL or uh, FedEx, whatever. USPS. You can, you can switch the couriers and they're going to say, okay, this is going to be a dollar more. In Croatia, it can be uh, 10 times more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if this is the algorithm trying to save you money by basically making extortionate amounts of money out of you. Yeah, that that doesn't sound sound convoluted at all. Yeah, I I still have a problem with this practice because uh, when I uh, change from the more expensive to the cheaper one, it still allows me to take everything and everything gets delivered. Your T-shirt is a proof yes. of that because that's exactly what I did with that shipment as well as many others before that. Because Lord knows, Lord knows, I spend way too much time buying sh stuff on Amazon. Uh, okay. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, quickly go through the uh, different companies that I had amazing experience with. Uh, I'm going to say that since I'm buying and you are buying a lot of uh, refurbished components, mm -hmm. uh, every company that I have dealt with that was uh, selling refurbished components was amazing. Mm -hmm. I was doing with Service Shop Twenty Four; they were amazing. Uh, they were able to ship some things that I actually, I paid on Monday. They got shipped on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday. I got them on Thursday in the morning. So basically something that was 20, uh, odd kilos, uh, in weight got here in 48 hours, completely correct. Uh, and nothing was, nothing was lost, stolen or broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, and. They even checked if everything is okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did some business with them as well. Yes. Yeah, so this, this one, uh, FSCOM. Yeah, that was my next one. No, uh, FSCom, the best F company ever. Uh, Vimo Antenna or Vimo. They're dealing with the uh, ham radio, uh, ham radio equipment. 
uh, the guys that are going to actually uh, call you if you make a mistake in your in your shopping cart. Because somebody goes through the uh, somebody goes through the, the shopping list and says, okay, wrong you order, you, 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 you got the wrong connector. cable with this connector, and you are going to get the other cables. So basically, Thoman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Thoman. So. This is where I can jump in because you mentioned Thoman and I have way more experience. And I'm going to you. just say all of these companies for some reason are based in Germany. Germany. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, I really don't want to say out loud how much money I spent on Thoman, but I started buying from them in 2006. Okay. I had situations, I'm not joking, I had more than one situation in which they haven't even, uh, you know, like uh, they haven't even done the uh, confirmation of uh, take, taking the money from my account yes. or from my MasterCard and sending me stuff. So pre-authorization, yes. Yeah, basically they just go, uh, stuff is sent, we know you're going to pay, let's go. I had that many, many times and I'm not talking small orders. Yes, because you already have the uh, customer uh, history with them and then they, they know that you are not going to uh, give the information, uh, give the uh, wrong orders back, you're not going to lie to them and so on. I had one over over the course of, so that's like 17 years, 16 years, whatever, since I started using him. Only once I contacted their support, actually twice, uh, I contacted their support. Uh, first time was when I was buying a B-stock guitar. Yes. Somebody bought a very expensive guitar from Luxembourg. For some reason, didn't like it, returned it. They slashed the price by 50%. I was like, yeah, that's mine. The first thing that I did, I contacted support uh, because I asked them very politely if, you, if they could send me some pictures of the guitar. So the guy who received that email, coincidentally, we do chat quite a few times, went to the freaking warehouse, which is at the under, uh, other uh, end of Trapadorf, took the camera with him, uh, with, uh, made something like 20, 30 photos that were like three, 400 megabytes in size. Every single detail, you know, perfect light, whatever, came back, uploaded on Google Drive, sent me the link. I was like, you're kidding me. Now, I mean, even if the guitar wasn't as perfect as it was because it was brand new, no scratches, no nothing, I would have still bought that thing and paid a lot of money for it because of that level of support. So that was the first time. The second time was when I bought a uh, guitar amplifier. Um, it was a Marshall amplifier, so it, uh, I received it as usual, UPS, everything perfect, blah, blah. My UPS guy did a splendid job, came to my place, opened it up and I see some, and I hear some sort of a rattle, some kind of a noise coming from inside. I unscrewed the back of the amplifier, noticed that one of the screws has gotten loose, okay. which is basically a transport thing, but it um, perhaps it happened on transfer from the UK to Tom. So I sent them an email saying, um, okay, I, I have this small problem. I sent them a picture of which screw it was because that usually these things happen in series yes. you know, many, many times if it's a serial type of problem. This is the problem. This is the way you fix it. Uh, there, I'm not sending, send, I actually explicitly wrote, I'm not sending this email uh, to, uh, you know, for you to give me anything or whatnot. I just want to offer you the support that you always gave me. Five minutes later, I, I uh, receive a reply email with a Tom and voucher for, I don't know, 20 euros. For what? I specifically said I don't want it. Yes, but because you, that's you, the way in which they do Yes, business. but you probably saved them a lot of money because somebody would return the Yeah, amplifier. I told them, go to the warehouse. You probably have some some other amps that have this problem. It's much easier for you to just open them, screw them in, which is less than two minutes of work. 
and solve that through your customer support division then for everybody to send the amp back out of fear of connecting it and having a fear of that amplifier blowing up or something uh, so con- uh, th- this is my punchline for this good support can be done good that's support, it good support can be done but usually it costs money I and, don't care. And, Amazon's, uh, Google's, uh, Microsoft's, VMware's of the world, they, they have way more money than Tomman does. And uh, actually, most of them nowadays have good support. But, but the, the, the biggest problem that they have is, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to quote, uh, I'm going to just uh, here go on the, on, uh, on the record and say that probably the biggest thing that I was disappointed with was Microsoft. Really? Uh, because, Please do tell. Because even if you are a paid customer, even if you have a huge account connected to them by Office 365, I'm talking about hundreds of users. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a problem, sometimes they're going to be notoriously, uh, first, notoriously uh, unable to do anything, and then they're going to just drag you around. I had a problem because what happened is that uh, one of the customers that I was working for actually got a couple of hundred users and he wanted to upgrade them to another version of uh, Office 365. So he had uh, one type of license mm-hmm. and he wanted to upgrade to another type of license. We are talking tens of thousands of euros. Uh, what happened is that he received the message, automated message from the Microsoft and he thought that he understands the message and what he created was he had a tenant that was, uh, had all the users on it. So basically all the users were uh, set up, everything was done for them on, on a, on a, in a particular server. Mm-hmm. And then the, he misunderstood the, the, uh, the instructions and he created another tenant and then associated the license to just another tenant. Okay. This is wrong, but can be, can I mean? wonder how it could be done, but yes. Okay. Okay. There is a there is a license transfer uh, procedure okay, that you can get do. It. What he actually did wrong was that he forgot the uh, domain account uh, or the administrator account for the second tenant because he didn't think about it. He just created the tenant, sent the tenant ID, the license got assigned, and he he uh, lost the tenant account. Okay. And he said, "Okay, I need to reset the tenant account." They had his first name, last name, uh, number of uh, phone number. And they said, okay, we need to talk to him. And then his last number, uh, last name contained special characters that are normal in creation. Yeah, they're critical. Uh, he was trying to talk to the guys in, uh, in uh, support. They couldn't understand him. So they actually cut the call because they said that he was trying to scam them because they don't, uh, he's not uh, telling the same name that is on the contract. Because a guy who was on the other side didn't understand creation enough my colleague didn't speak, speak English, English. Well no, no, uh, Some how, kind of how English. do you pronounce, how do you pronounce to a person who has never heard je? how do you say this is an actual thing when he sees it in front of him? You don't. And the other thing is that, uh, if it says Z and you send the ID, the ID is going to be said je. so there is, this is special letter in creation language. It's also in the other Slavic languages, but we mm-hmm. have it. So he couldn't tell them who he is. And I was completely, uh, then I uh, came in, my last name is even worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was trying to talk to the guys and then I, out of complete, uh, utter uh, uh, despair, 
Um, I know a guy in Microsoft in creation and talked to him and I said, what should I do? It's a month and a half. Nobody can use the office and so on and so on. What should I do? He's, he told me, okay, I'm going to give you a uh, Skype uh, info for a guy who works in Microsoft, who works in level two support. He's going to guide you to it. I called the guy. He said, I, you need to call. Actually, you need to call. You need to call the medical line. They're going to uh, connect you to uh, uh, tier one support somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think I got connected to Spain. Somewhere. Okay. And uh, we're going through. So basically the level one support was going through the playbook for the call. And they were asking me questions of the, uh, what is the name of the person? What is the uh, number? What is the address? What is the DNS? And so on, so on, and so on. And then they came to the uh, part when they said, okay, now you need to contact this person in order to make sure that uh, he's okay. And we need to make contact with the person because we want to make sure that we, uh, that he's the person who you said he, uh, he is. Mm -hmm. And my guy on the Skype said, tell him, uh, tell them that he's dead. And I said, okay. Uh, but I was talking about myself. I was the person who was involved in the call. I said, mm -hmm. uh, for myself, I said, uh, he is dead. Mm -hmm. I said, ah, dead. Okay. Now, can you change the DNS? And I said, yes. Okay, then done. Change it to this. This is going to work. I changed the DNS. Everything was okay. So it took me a month and a half before I came to the point when I, when I said that I'm dead. And then when I said that I'm dead, everything was completely okay. And Microsoft switched the, uh, switched the account over. Okay, uh, can I offer a different okay. situation? I had quite a few support calls with uh, Microsoft uh, crew uh, for some of the tenants that I work for over the past, let's say, year, year and a half. Before that, I did have mixed experiences, but in the last year and a half, they solved every single one of my problems without any, uh, without any additional uh, actions required or whatnot. So how do you like them apples? Rotten. <laughs> Rotten. I think that the biggest problem is that uh, it depends. It depends. S same thing for AWS, by the way. I had a couple of problems. No, they, they solved all of that. But okay, AWS is different because they know that they're going to overcharge you for everything. So uh, support just comes free. So <laughs> it's just part of the pay. I actually needed to upgrade the AWS account to include support for some things to work. Or I so thought so because I didn't. I, basically, I made uh, a company that I work for pay a couple of dollars more per month, but I just didn't care and still don't. Okay, so let's wrap this thing up. Uh, we got uh, anecdotes about good things. We got anecdotes about bad things. We uh, talked about support. Uh, what First, what do you think? Should companies be made to provide good support? This is the first thing. How are you going to measure good support? I'm going to say... No, no, that's that, a question that needs to be answered, not by yes, you. Yes, but my, I'm just going to uh, suggest two things. Time. So does it take more than 48 hours, two weeks, whatever, to solve something? And the other thing is, is the company actually actively breaking the law and uh, not providing you with any... So questionnaire with two questions. <laughs> yes, and, and not providing you with any way to uh, avoid breaking the law. Imagine, anyway. imagine that situation. If you... Uh, every single sale that somebody makes, whatever service or product that that has to be coupled with a questionnaire that's hooked up to some kind of a centralized service which asks those two questions i can see in european union i can see hundreds of millions of euros being dumped in a, in a central database uh, <laughs> that is going to take care, take care of this but yes <laughs> no, i mean just an idea okay 
So this has been a completely off-topic uh, Data IT show. Uh, I'm still Yasmin, he's still veteran. I'm not going to let him finish. And uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, subscribe, like, press the bell, do whatever it, it, it takes to get us over 10,000 uh, 10, subscribers. And uh, we're going to have that tomorrow, probably. Yes, it's going to happen tomorrow. But uh, until then, see you next time. Bye. Bye.